Hello, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Battlefield. I am your host, Jessica Trout. Um, it's It's been a while, as usual, um, because my job is just now kind of just making way, uh, especially, you know, when I started out as just um, an aide. Uh, and I'm still technically an aide in PRN, and I'm going to stay that way for a while. But um, I'm now going to be getting my med aid next week. So I have to go travel to a town that holds um, testing for that. And so I'm very, very excited. Um, excuse my voice. I just decided to eat breakfast. <clears throat> and it's possible I got some food stuck in my throat here a little bit. So <clears throat> excuse the constant uh, clearing of my throat. But um, anyway, so yeah, life, there has been many challenges in my life lately. And um you know, the universe has tested me over and over again, which I'm pretty sure it has tested you as well um, as an individual or if you're listening to this as um, a couple or a group. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be worked on. And especially, you know, I don't really like to put my relationship business out there, but at the same time, I'm also not perfect. My marriage is not perfect. And I hate it when people look at my marriage as perfect because they see us out together and they see that we're happy. We make each other laugh. We give each other shit all the time. Um, but really behind closed doors, we're, I mean, technically it's still the same, but we have our, um, squabbles. And the thing is, uh, people don't realize that those squabbles lately have been very over exhausting for me and what I mean by that is um you know my husband has made some very uncomfortable situations to the point where I felt like I didn't know if I could handle being married to him and it's not like he really cheated on me or anything it was just more of an exasperation of um why is he not giving me the time and attention as a husband he's supposed to be doing um you know, he was giving time to the kids, but it was almost like I was almost non-existent. And so I get it with school and his job and he's trying to get through clinicals and he only has like a year and a half left. And I get that I'm going to have to be very patient. But the thing is, I have been patient for so many years now and this is his third time going to fucking college. And so I would really like it if he would, I mean, the, the relationship is like a give and take kind of thing. You know, I gave my time as a stay-at-home mom for so long, as well as I followed him for, so he could follow his dream. You know, we're talking about a, uh, a guy who I still married, even after the fact of he did not want to move an hour away with me when I got offered a job after my medical assistant clinicals because they said I was one of the best that they had in their clinic. And he still said no. But yet, I was willing to move here and, um, you know, let him follow his dream. And so I just kind of feel like everything he does is more important than what I do. But so when I decided to get a job, I said, you're not going to take this away from me. I mean, I'm still living in the same town. I'm still with you on your journey, but I really want to work because I mean, I love being a stay at home mom for as long as I could, but I think, you know, when you're used to working all those years in your life, especially as a CNA, and some of you might get this because some of you are CNAs, some of you might not, but um, sometimes we just can't leave that field, okay? We just can't, and we just feel like we have to go back. We feel so drawn to it, 
And the fact that we love taking care of the elderly people, I really do anyway. I, I do it because they still, if they're still living, they still have a purpose in this world. And I think they need to be comfortable doing so. Um, some people just do it for the paycheck, which makes me sick because a CNA can pay really well. Um, not gonna lie, we're not going to just beat around the bush about that. Yes, the money can be really good. Even as a PRN, like the money is still pretty good um, because, you know, people call in all the time. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of been a rocky road, but I think we got it figured out. I just told him how uncomfortable I was with certain situations. And I said, Hey, you know, and I did, and I, I think I said this before in one of my segments, how I gave him my ring. And if I didn't, I apologize, but I gave him my ring one day and I said, I can't take it. I mean, I'm getting to the point where if you're not going to love me back, then what's the point of being with me? You know, I mean, I'm going to love you, but I don't think if you're not going to love me back, I mean, you got to let me know kind of thing. And I said, you have until I get off work to make your final decision. And that's all I'm giving you. I'm not giving you 24 hours. I'm not giving you a week. I'm giving you until I get off my shift, which was about eight hours. And so I went in the morning and I came back and I was so scared because I thought I literally was not making him happy anymore. And I thought I was going to walk through that door seeing like suitcases already packed up or something. Or he was going to tell me, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, blah, blah, blah. Because technically this year, we've been together for 10 years. Technically. Um, together wise, not married. We've been married for um, almost six. Coming up here soon. So I'm, um, you know, I was very scared. I was very scared, you know, because I also did all the work in our relationship, it seemed like, as time went on uh, back in the past, because he couldn't seem to, like, quit talking to his exes, you know, and he got flirty with some girls, and he made me kind of feel like shit in a way, but, you know, I was like, you know, I should not have to give someone that I married who vowed to love me forever, who's told me they, lo they always loved me, you know, I shouldn't have to give an ultimatum, and... I can't believe I had to give a second ultimatum. Um, and it really sucks. But at the same time, you know, he came back with, you know, he, there was, you could tell that he was serious about, you know, loving me because he cried, got on his knees and, you know, he just completely, he goes, I can't believe you thought I'd actually leave you. I was like, well, I did. And he goes, I'm surprised. And that means a lot to me that he was surprised that I would even think that because that tells me he wants me around still, which is nice, which I, I am so grateful for this man. He worked really hard. I get it. School sucks. And we're working through a lot of things. Okay. And he knows when he even told me, he goes, I know when, you know, when I need to be pulled back in, but he says, you shouldn't have to bear that burden all the time. And he says, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. So I said, Instead of you saying it, how about you show me? So he's been showing me and, you know, even though I say, you know, you're your own man, but you need to show me that if, you know, you can't just leave me out to dry. You married me. Just because a ring gets put on someone's finger doesn't mean the work of a marriage start stops there. It doesn't stop there. Actually, even if you don't put a ring on it and you say you love that person, the work should not stop at all. But I don't know if people, because they just don't want to do the work and then things get really, you know, uh, so the, well, the main segment of today, well, <laughs> before I took most of like seven so minutes away, 
is um, I'm going to call it lady business. Why? Because I kind of went through something very stressful. All right. And it made me think of even all the women in general, especially the ones who have insurance. Like it, it, it can be like the most crappy insurance. And it's like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? So for any of the men listening, like you can, you are welcome to listen. And because I think it's very, you know, educational and emotionally, you know, educated, educated, educational to learn. Because I don't think what men realize is that what we go through is very, very deep um, when it comes to contraception. Okay. And a lot of you who are listening probably don't have kids, and that's cool. And you take birth control, though, just so you don't have kids. But also you take contraception because not only does it control your bleeding better, your cramps maybe, it depends, everyone's different. But it also puts you on a schedule so you know when your periods come in and how many weeks you have left. So it's a, contraception is a very, very good thing to have, Okay. And it doesn't have to even do with preventing, you know, getting pregnant usually all the time. It, a lot of women are back on the pill after kids because of needing to be on a schedule or to control cramps or hormones. I mean, you know, I am one of those women. So here's my story. And I hope that you take heed and warning because um, even though it's good stuff, But I think as society looks at us, we still look like trash to them. Therefore, to them, we don't deserve much, which is stupid. I mean, we're not in the 1920s to what was it, 60s, 70s, when women started standing up for themselves. So, I, and yes, there's going to be a lot, just so you know, there's going to be lots of um, words that not a lot of people are going to find, you know, ladylike, but you know. This is, this is medical stuff. We got to talk about it. Okay, so periods. The one word that a lot of people cringe at for some reason. Um, they're, they're not exactly the best thing in the fucking world, but we have to deal with it in order for our bodies to reproduce and give us children, as well as also have us go through menopause when we get to that point in our lives, right? Yay, haha. Okay, so being a 30-year-old mom of two boys, I got fixed after my second son. Which not a lot of people found, I mean, or should I say, a few people found kind of like, really? You don't want to like have a third or fourth, blah, blah. So anyway, after I gave birth and as the months went on from my second child and I realized that I had periods that were getting longer, I was bleeding like humongous amounts and sometimes I would pass really bad clots and my cramping sometimes made me feel like I just wanted to curl up into a little fucking ball and not move. There were times where I'd bleed so much that I was losing so much iron in my blood that I felt weak and nauseated. And this is, this is medical guys. Listen, have you ever noticed when you bleed a lot from your period, and you feel weak? Well, because you're losing hemoglobin. You're losing all that iron that your body is trying. It's in your body's trying to keep up with it. So, well, I was told take an iron sample maybe to help a little bit. And I said, okay. Well, I didn't try it because then someone said, well, it's going to cause you constipation and dark stools. 
And I said, well, I don't really want that because it's bad enough. And yes, I'm going to tell you this TMI. <laughs> um, it's bad enough. I do have trouble going to the bathroom, passing a bowel movement. And so I have to mix, not every day, but frequently mix a fiber powder in Miralax into my coffee because the coffee is a stimulant and sometimes it helps, you know, your poop or stool move through your bowels quicker. For those of you who did not know that. Um, so I was like, I don't want to do that. But the thing is then my period stopped and I was like, okay, great. It's only, it was only 10 days. Okay. The max is 10 days technically is what the doctor told me. So, okay. So it stopped. Well, then it just came back after a week and then it lasted 12, 12 days. Okay. Then it stopped. Well, then I got like a two week break and then it came back again and it lasted 14 days. And during these times of having my period, I was feeling weak, nauseated. There was a, at a point where cramping was so bad that I did just want to cry my freaking eyes out. Even though I was like, wow, you know, I labor pain is worse than this, but still, like, it hurts. It almost hurts like I was having labor pain. That's how bad it was. And it sucks because being a stay-at-home mom and my husband's at work, especially, you know, um, I have to deal with two kids. I have to, you know, be on my feet. I have to make sure the house is okay. And, you know, if I have to go shopping, it's a, it's a bitch. Okay. Let's just, let's just start out there. We all know it's a bitch. Okay. Aunt Flo's a bitch. Um, but I started realizing something was wrong when it, it got to 19 days. I literally went through a box of pads or two, I want to say almost two, um, as the 19 days went on. And so I said, okay, this isn't right. I need to go to my doctor. So I went to my doctor and I asked about birth control and he said, well, everything you have taken before you got pregnant was just to prevent pregnancy. It won't exactly help your bleeding prevention. And I said, okay. So he gives me, you know, uh, says, hey, how about an IUD? And the thing is I never done an IUD because my mom, had one before and she kind of had trouble with hers. She gave birth to hers, I guess you could say. She said it felt like she was giving birth, meaning cramps to the point where it fell out. So I never, ever, ever went to an IUD. I always tried pills, the patch, Nexplanon on your arm for three years um, because it literally scared me to have an IUD. Well, you know, everyone's different and everyone has different bodies and how they react to stuff. I figured, you know, I shouldn't have to be fearful of it. So I decided, okay, let's try an IUD. So they scheduled me, uh, to come to go back and they said, well, we can't, it's going to be $1,300 guys, 1300 freaking dollars for freaking tiny IUD that looks like a Y or a T and it goes inside you and it stays out there for five years. Okay. Which is great. But it's like $1,300. Well, I told them, well, I didn't want it that day then because I didn't have the money for it. I went home. I came home crying because, you know, it was a lot of money. And at that point, I didn't have a job yet. I was getting close because um, I just got a call about an interview. But I wasn't sure if I was going to get it or not. So technically, yes, I was, I was just 
upset because I was like, wow, I won't be able to even get birth control to prevent all this because of how much it is. You know, everything else is more preventative for getting pregnant. I need some, I need this IUD, the Mirena, it's called, to help me. Because I even brought up Kylina and Paragard, and apparently those IUDs are more pregnancy preventive than they are bleeding preventive. So I was kind of at a loss. I was kind of screwed. And, you know, my husband and I were thinking and thinking and thinking what we could do about maybe if we make payments. And then we called the financial people at our clinic and they said, no, you cannot make payments. You have to pay it in full. Um, and we're like, okay, uh, can you check with our insurance? And we're like, okay, maybe insurance will pay half of it or something. Guess what? Our insurance pretty much said, fuck you. We ain't paying $1,300. And this is where it made me fucking pissed. As a woman, as women, we have children. Our bodies go through so fucking so much shit, you know, and we have most of the problems. We all, we always get the fucking UTIs. We always have, we are, we're the ones who get the fucking periods. We're the ones who get the ovary and cyst, you know, at least the insurance company can do is fucking pay for a goddamn birth control. I am sorry. Excuse the anger and the profanity, but this is pa this is passion as well as anger. Okay, because this is so it's so, just so stupid. All right, and of course, this is when I kind of was getting through my you know getting through you know knowing what my job was all about and everything, and I was trying to take shifts, and then my husband said, "Well, I got us the task card." Which I forgot to point, I forgot to say anything. Uh, we talked about a task card and what that is, is that since he worked for the city as a fireman, he, um, they can have a medical task card. It's pretty much, to put simply, free money and, um, he had thir even, like, maybe even more than $1,300 on it. Okay? So that was good. But we wanted to see if our insurance company would pay at least a little something. And we kept trying, you know, be like, hey, we will pay this much if you pay this much. And they still wouldn't do it. Well, then, so the doctor had an idea and he says, well, I can prescribe it to the pharmacy, give prescription. If they have it, just, you know, and that might be cheaper. So I go over to my pharmacy. And my pharmacy, any fucking pharmacy should you know, have birth control stocked up because apparently here they never heard of such a thing being done. That going to the pharmacy to get stupid ass birth control and they said, well, I can't, you can't pay for it if I don't have a product to give you. And I said, okay. And I said, well, how much would it be if I had to pay you? And she said $1,100, but it's better than what it was. I said, okay, good, good. So I said, can I order it? And she goes, technically, yes, you can. So I have her order it. But the, here's the deal. She calls me that same day and says, I can't get it. I said, why not? It is a restrictive item. I do not know why. She didn't know why as a pharmacist, which, oh my God, if you're going to be a pharmacist, you better freaking know your shit and why nothing you can order is being restricted to you to even get it. So at this point, 
I'm in tears. And plus, I'm also feeling for the other women out there who are going through the same thing I am. Not just the physicalities of what our bodies are doing to us and bleeding and making us feel like total freaking shit, but also with insurance. And it's just like, why does society keep treating us like shit? Like, why do we keep getting treated like we are not the priority? We're the ones who give birth. We're the ones who go through everything. It's so, it's like it's not meaningful. Not meaningful. And yeah, so I'm like just curled up on the bathroom floor. I'm bawling. My husband's trying to calm me down. And I'm sitting here thinking, I don't want to bleed for so long. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And it's like, I feel bad for the other women who have to go through the same thing. Insurance sucks. We're not important. Society still thinks we're trash. They think they can still step on us. It's so stupid. And I was just, I was enraged. It still enrages me because as a person who's very all about empowerment to other women, like, it still boggles my mind. So this is what we did. Or what I did. I got so sick of it. I said, you know, we have a task card with 1300 plus on it. I said, screw it. The one they have at the clinic is mine. I was so sick of it. I called the and the financial people up and they tried to convince me to go to other places and also Planned Parenthood. And I said, no, I'm not going to play hop around to different towns, to different clinics. I'm not playing this game. Thank you for trying to help. But I am going to be taking the one you guys have. I'm going to pay you this $1,300, which thank God it came out exact amount, even, when I got there. And I said, and you're going to put it in. Or they're going to put it in, whether they like it or not. So I get there, and yeah, it's it sucks getting put in because, yeah, you got a foreign object going up there. So you're going to have cramps, by the way. And... um by the way, my pain radiated to my thighs. I mean, like I said, everyone's different. And of course, I got an ultrasound to make sure that they it was in the right spot, blah blah blah. But that there was some bad cramping throughout the day and I had to work that day from like 4 to 10. I took a short shift. But as long as I was on my feet and I was moving, I was okay. But I'm just saying my main point of this is the segment I mean, we need to band together and, you know, we need to show society that we are women who deserve, you know, we deserve to have what we need for our bodies. Oh, sorry, I'm getting white. According to our insurance, our insurance, I don't know about yours. I don't know what kind of insurance you guys have for those listening, but my insurance said it was not medical prevention so pretty much they were saying that it was something that i just wanted and they they're not going to pay for something i want is pretty much what they're saying you know you don't really need it it's not a medical prevention and yet i'm bleeding to the point where i'm feeling like i'm going to pass out because and, and they still said it's not medical prevention so it was not needed but yet here's my thing People who get plastic surgery, like, want to make their boobs bigger. They want to get butt injections and all that shit. Insurance will cover cosmetics. Insurance will cover cosmetic things that 
could wait that are actually something that are is not needed meaning if it's just because you just want it done i'm not i mean now if you were botched or something or there was like a, a lump found then yes but i'm talking about the people who just want to get because like especially the women who say i just want my boobs bigger because and it's like really insurance will pay for that shit but my birth control gets pushed off to the fucking side of the table yeah awesome great yeah pay for this lady's triple fucking d's because she wants to look like a fucking plastic barbie doll and you can just let me suffer from bleeding out of my fucking vagina passing clots to the point where i could end up in the hospital on an iv because my body's just losing so much crap yeah thanks a lot insurance sorry i'm taking a drink i have my coffee so I'm just saying that it was very, I just felt kind of humiliated. As a woman, I just felt so discouraged. I felt I wasn't important. You know, my body, given I had given life, and my husband even felt sorry for me. He he was so upset, and he, he even called our insurance, and he, he was like, you have no idea how stupid you are, blah, blah, blah. He was like literally raising his voice. And he didn't want to see me in pain. I was in emotional pain as well as physical pain because at, during that time, I just got over a period that lasted about, oh gosh, 14 days. I was scared at the point where it, I was afraid it was going to last me two months. And uh, I didn't want to get to that point. I was also tired of feeling like flu-like sick. There were times where it felt like my cramps were going to make me throw up, it seemed like. Um, and passing and, you know, blood kind of just flowing out of me. Like, even the smallest movement would make it come out like a freaking waterfall. And I had, like I said, I went through feminine products. Like, there were, okay, let's actually put it this way. Not only did I go through feminine products like a mother, but at one point... And no, I'm not afraid to admit this. I went through Depends. I was buying women's Depends, y'all. Because that's how I can even wear regular underwear. With a pad. Or my Diva Cup I have. Because it would literally just overflow it and soak it up. And I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do? I have to go out into the world. I have to go work. I have to go shopping. Get groceries. I have to go... You know, be in society. I, oh, how, how am I gonna, what am I gonna do to prevent this? And I was like, buying depends. And I'm 30 years old. Some of you are 30 and, they, and you do have a bladder leak problem. And I'm not trying to shun you for that. It's the fact that I never had a problem and I just felt a little embarrassed about it. That I can't believe I was sitting out in the checkout line with. A pack of Depends. The most, like, you know, the ones that say silhouette on it and they, they try to look like sexy underwear. I picked those specifically so I wouldn't feel as, you know, embarrassed. But I'm, I'm still like, I can't believe I'm buying these right now. I even told my doctor that. I said, I'm, I'm buying Depends because of how, that's how bad it gets. But I got it. 
needless to say, am I happy about the fact that uh, how everything went down? No, I'm not happy. And obviously, I still haven't really let it go because I guess I've always wanted to, I wanted to make a segment on it, but I didn't know how to go about it, especially with me working and stuff. So I was just trying to figure out how I can send a message to other women out there, especially who are either going through the same thing as I am or, you know, they had and they struggled and struggled and struggled. I just want you to know that you're not alone. And that I think we just need to keep showing society that we're more important than they think. Um, it's whether you are gender re reassigned or not. I think that it's still important for women to stick together. And support each other through this. It's just, it sucks. Yes, it's a sucky situation. And I hope that nobody really has to go through that. But even though, yeah, there probably is. And I, I don't know that. All I can do is be your support and say, you are not alone in this. Our vaginas matter, okay? We ain't just some pussies that we can get, you know, that get snatched and then, you know, we're, we're not trash. We're human beings, okay? I mean, come on, back, way back in the day when there was asylums, fun fact, when women were on their periods and they kind of started acting crazy, their husbands would throw them in the asylum. Yeah, that's how fucking, that's what the treatment was back then for us. We were on our periods, we started acting crazy, we got emotional, they'd say, to the asylum. Yeah, thank God we don't have that now. Because I'd be fighting for my life not to go in, into a place like that. Just because I was emotional in, on my period. So, once again, for any guys who are listening, like the men, you're welcome for giving you such beautiful human beings. But at the same time, realize that there's so much shit to us. And you wonder why we're fucking nuts. Okay? Just want to put it out there. Sorry for... Acting like kind of a total bitch when I say it or my tone sucks. But guess what? We're sick and tired of it. We just want to have what we need. Not what we want, what we need. Because our body needs it. Our emotions need it. Our overall, you know, neurological stuff in our brain needs it. Our hormones need it. Or they're going to be flying all over the fucking place. And then you're going to be like, oh my god, I don't want to be around you, man. So, women, take warning, heed, but also fight for it because that's what I did. I said, fuck you. I have the money. I don't want to wait for insurance. I don't even want to try to gamble. I just want to get this done. It is my body, my right, and I'm going to do what I need to do for it. So, I hope this was... A good podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I took at least almost eight minutes of your time beginning about my relationship. But that's where I've been. This is what's been happening. And I hope you guys have a great day. And to all my queens out there, stay strong. You got this.